Hi, everybody. Welcome back to for all things random. We're just a bunch of uh, college students ready to talk about pop culture, politics, college life, and more. I'm your host, Cece. Hi, I'm Kilo. And I'm now. All right. So welcome to another episode. How's everybody doing? We're in kind of a prolonged quarantine period. I guess like things are starting to open up, but you know, things are. I agree. It is. It's been interesting. As usual, I, I think I always describe quarantine as interesting because I there's just so many different words to describe it. So interesting is the most comprehensive as of now. Um, back in our college town, there's like some bars opening up and I got really confused. I was like, what the heck is happening? But um, being back home, I'm just in the swing of, you know, summer classes and GRE prep. So life's been school still. I don't know what to say about that. What about you all? <laughs> Um, I've been chilling, uh, after graduation, you know, taking time to myself, kind of being with family, situating myself back home and figuring myself out, like post-grad life, applying to jobs, you know, the whole post-grad kind of lifestyle. All right, cool. For me, um, I'm also taking summer classes and I think like compared to like the past episode, I feel a lot more like calm there's a lot of things that was happening at the time of the last episode and it was just a lot for me to process and like yeah I'm still trying to be like effective like yeah black lives still matter and I think it's important to have continued advocacy even beyond like when people are talking about it a lot but I think now that um the situation has I think it's like I've known to take time for myself a little bit and then like continue because I think a lot of times when we're in this like high intensity period, we want to do as much as we can. But I think it's also like, you know, preserving yourself and like knowing how to apply that to like even like everyday instances in like small ways as well. So that's what it's been looking like for me. Things have calmed down a little bit and I'm trying to like balance myself throughout this whole situation. That's good. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Fight the good fight. But yeah, so I guess we can get into like the main topics. And as I said, we're still in quarantine. And actually, for a lot of places in the country, cases are on the rise. But at the same time, we're kind of seeing like a lot of things open up. Like we're seeing sit down restaurants open up and some bars and all of that. So I think it's like, really interesting the timing of it all and I guess like you know our governments are eager to open up but I do think the timing is really interesting because you know it's kind of in in timing with the current protests and you know there's still protests going on I feel like there's not as much news coverage but they're still happening so I really think this effort to reopen is to kind of silence the kind of civil unrest that's happening right now and it's really interesting because I think it's like oh yeah you know if people are unemployed and they're kind of disgruntled with the government you know you're gonna see these protests and everything so I think like making people go back to work is kind of a method to kind of quiet that down and go back into the norm which is like interesting but um we'll get into that later but my main article today is kind of this politicization of the pandemic and wearing masks so um there was this like trending thing on twitter where it was this lady in North Hollywood in a Trader Joe's, and she kind of lost it because she was being forced to wear a mask as per 
company value. So she's out here, pencil thin eyebrows, BB shirt up in 2020, looking like, I don't know what type of look is that, but it kind of reminds me of like the Vietnamese ladies in the salon, like back when I was a child, but this is a white woman. But anyway, she's pulling up with her thin eyebrows and her BB t-shirt, yelling crazy. She's out here saying like, the man that was like the employee that asked her, hey, you got to wear a mask if you're going to be in the store. She said, that man harassed me for not wearing a mask. I have a breathing problem. My doctor will not let me wear a mask. So anyone harassing me to wear a mask, you guys are violating federal law. And she also called the employees democratic pigs, which is a whole other thing. But I think it's really interesting how there is such a big chunk of the population that thinks this like pandemic is overblown or even a hoax and that wearing a mask is like a political statement um so i feel like that's kind of continuing our conversations of how the pandemic has been received by different groups in the country and like just my general thoughts on that it's just like one if you had you wouldn't be outside like if it was really that severe you probably shouldn't be out here in a Trader Joe's and like lady you're yelling really hard so I don't think you have breathing problems and (laughs) on top of that there's people that like we've seen videos with people that have asthma and like other respiratory conditions that have no problem wearing a mask I also saw a video of a nurse here's my like oxygen levels and with without a mask and with a mask and they're the same so like I don't know why people don't understand like basic respiration but like people act like oh my god the government is like poisoning us and making us breathe in carbon dioxide which is wild to me uh people just need to go back and take a basic science class but just a lot of interesting things happening continuing with how people are responding to the pandemic so that's kind of the general story And it's just, like, I feel like it's kind of in conjunction with a lot of, like, the, quote, like, Karens that are out here kind of wild and outside and, like, yelling at people and kind of having meltdowns, which is a lot. But, yeah, that's that's my story for today. What are y'all's thoughts? It kind of sounds like, I remember we had this discussion earlier about, like, um, not a debate, but, like, a discussion of, uh, like, we can have differences on, like, economic and uh I think there was another word for it but economic models the differences on that but when it comes to science and human rights like y'all we have to be on the same page so like as we were talking about earlier with the BLM and uh, movement and even with the mask essentially like a statement like I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting that people are taking different sides on it when I think if you're aligned with the human and the science side, you will know which side is the correct side. There's like no contest, but apparently there is contesting or contesting it. Mm-hmm. I I saw the video and I was just kind of like, I was kind of shocked that people wouldn't want to wear masks just because one, you know, Corona is still a thing. Um, and, you know, you would think like with, all the pollution you know global warming is a huge issue so like you know if they know like oh the air quality isn't as good like especially like in high populated areas like LA you know now it's like slowly clearing up because you know um there has been like less people on the road but like there 
there's air pollution anyways so like wouldn't they want to like take into that like that account as well they'll be like oh like oh the air's bad whatever and i'll wear a mask but you know it's kind of a reverse psychology what you expect their behavior to be they do the opposite i don't know <laughs> the karens are a whole different breed in my personal <laughs> i know we're seeing a rise in the karens lately and it's like y'all are y'all oh, are like wilding out here i don't really know Truly, like, I didn't know the extent of the Karen breeds, but, like, now I'm just like, wow, like, y'all are doing something I think, that yeah. I didn't even think you would I do. I think it's just because of the pandemic thing is, like, they're mildly inconvenient, so they're just having these meltdowns in public. <laughs> and you're Truly. always right there, especially yeah. during the pandemic. You're like, I'm going a, I'm to a tweet about this. I'm going to make a Facebook post about it. <laughs> Yeah, and just to, like, add on, because, you know, there's this whole, like, mask debate going on in our country, which is, like, wild to me. Like, I, I don't know, I haven't really been paying the news in other countries, but I don't feel like this is such a point of contention in other places. I really don't. Because, like, I don't know, a lot of people are complaining, like, oh, wearing a mask is, like, so uncomfortable, it's so hard to breathe, when I'm just like, it really isn't, it's a piece of fabric. So I just think it's such a big deal for, like, at most a mild discomfort like I don't even really find it that uncomfortable and it's just like if you look at other countries especially like in Asia where like like now said there is like high air pollution it's just like the norm to wear a mask nobody really complains about it so I really find it interesting that it's been it turned into this argument about like violating people's personal rights when it comes to wearing a mask because I'm like again it's a piece of fabric it's really not that serious and like other countries really just do it without really asking that's what I'm saying like they act like it's a whole problematic thing I don't know I would think like oh they would want to wear a mask because one they'd be like oh yeah like I'm a germaphobe because you know the Karens be like see the mildest like bit of dirt and they have something to say you know like working in retail they'll be like that t-shirt's out of place you know they have something to say about everything but like now wouldn't they want to wear a mask because they're like "Mm, you know I ain't about that corona life I think it's like the personal responsibility is placed on them and then they start complaining boohoo oh my god it's like such a bad look right now because like okay like because you know we're kind of seeing two different discussions happening in this country it's like literally with the black lives matter movement and like george floyd like he literally was like i can't breathe and then there's people out here saying the same thing about masks i'm like hello like what's going on like (laughs) are, are we are we in the same country right now like where are your priorities just make it make sense, Karen. Yeah, like, like I, I don't understand. I'm putting two and two together and it's not adding up. They really <laughs> do think the mask is like preventing them from breathing oxygen. I'm like, I trust like trust. Like it's like the fabric is not that thick to the point where it can block atoms of like oxygen. Fat. But yeah, I think it's so wild. I mean, like, I'm not surprised because, you know, like, things like climate change, things that are backed up by, like, very scientific concepts are being politicized. So, like, I can't really be surprised that this pandemic has kind of turned into a politicized thing. And on top of that, you know, our president, 45, won't really name him, 
he's really out here like promoting this stuff like at his rally he's not wearing he's saying people shouldn't wear masks and like in the convention center or like the the room he was having his rally in there was like um little markers on the seats to be like hey don't sit here to like social distance and his team kind of took those off and like wanted like a full crowd so like Mm -hmm. he had everybody sit you know shoulder to shoulder so i mean i can't be surprised when the president that's in the White House right now is already like speaking against taking the necessary measures and kind of feeding into the idea that's, that this is all a hoax. Like, I can't be surprised. Again, not surprised, just disappointed. <laughs> you know what I, I was always anticipating in the beginning, you know, when Corona was first like during like March or something, mm-hmm. there was a lot of rumors going around how Corona was affecting like Donald Trump and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I, oh, I just said his name. Should we? Cut no, that it's out? okay. I, I I was just saying. Okay. I just say forty five. Okay. But basically, like, there was a lot of rumors going around how saying how he might have contracted the virus. I was strongly, like, I don't know why, but I was, like, fingers crossed. But, like, you know, he's taking so many preemptive measures to not get corona. Like, I bet once he's, all like, away from the cameras, he's over here, like, drenching himself with sanitizer. Not even gonna lie. That's how I'm, I'm imagining it. I'm imagining it, like, pumping in the Lysol, just, like, for, in his, in his mind, precautionary measures. But, like, I really want to know, yeah, what what's his routine? Yeah, yeah. I because know, do you I... think that like it's genuine? Because like I think part of the reason why he's kind of ignoring the coronavirus response is because it makes him look bad. You know, like if more people get tested, then there's going to be more cases. So like, do yeah. you think he just like he genuinely believes that this is a hoax, or is he like just behind closed doors? Like, hey, I actually do think this is real and it it matters. No doubt, I'm pretty sure behind closed doors, he's you know sanitizing everything. Because like, like he you has know, a lot money. of people that are on his staff have contracted, tested positive. Yeah. So I don't know. Is it? it? Because like, he's getting his staff to not wear masks and to not do that as like a stand that like this pandemic isn't as serious as it is. Wait, he's getting his staff not to wear masks. Yeah, like, basically everybody, when they're going to sh- show up on the news and on camera, they're not supposed to wear masks. Whoa, dude, that's wild. Do you think he already contracted it, though? I don't know. I don't want to feed into too much just... to conspiracy, but... Honestly, isn't Trump old? He's in that old gen, so it's yeah, like... He's yeah, he could get it. Like, not saying that, I'm like, not like... Okay. I don't know if he <laughs> cares, but I feel like Secret Service and all those people are probably like, we gotta be careful because, you know, the president can't die. That's true. Well, I mean, you know, he can. I mean, like, he could, but, like, you know, I think it's the the intention of <laughs> the people in the White House to make oh, sure God. he does not. Yes, I agree <laughs> with Cece. Ideally, I mean, it's, you know, Secret Service's job to not have the president die on them. And just, honestly, it also, like, in terms of the world, it would compromise... The integrity I want to say I don't know in what way but I've always in history classes they always have this weird hierarchy order that they tell me like president dies then it's vice president vice president dies and it's the speaker of the house question mark or you know it just keeps going down and down but that's yeah 
Yeah, it would be that's a big a, that's disruption a in the political landscape. Yeah, but, and then you know, I want. I wonder how people would react if he did have corona, though. You know what I mean? I I mean there was like conspiracies to... again. I don't want to feed into conspiracy theories, but like yeah, there are conspiracy theories that like he's had it or he at some point he did, and he was just lying about it. And I don't want to feed into conspiracy theories, but that was a point of discussion like early on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just, like, all these, like, things going back and forth. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my general story. Um, just PSA, please wear a mask. Um, things are opening up and still take the necessary precautions. Like, I know, like, sit-down restaurants are opening, but I really recommend people to just do takeout and do all that stuff and still minimize exposure as much as possible because I've been seeing a lot of people going, like, I pretend I do not see it. it if it's not, like, if I don't see it, it's not there. And I can go to birthday parties and, like, pool parties and things like that and hang out with the homies. And, like, uh, you should really be more careful about that because, if anything, a lot of places, the cases are at an all-time high. It was like I saw this graph where it was, like, cases of, cases of corona and then, like, fear of corona. And it's, like, the cases of corona are low, but the fear of corona is high. And now we're at high cases of corona and the fear of corona is low. So I feel like, hey, be aware of the numbers. Take the necessary precautions. Even though our government and whatnot might be saying things are okay and we're opening up. Please be careful. Please be safe. As much as I, you know, I noticed. Oh no, go, go, for, it, go for it now. I was gonna ask with all the whole takeout. You know how takeout was a huge thing. There's so like sit downs are just recently opening back up. But with all the takeout and stuff, how is that affecting our waste? Like our like waste, you know, in just disposal of all the containers, takeout equipment. Are we generating more? I don't know the stuff. I mean, I inevitably, I think the pandemic is going to increase waste because, you know, there's a lot of single-use items. We can't really use multi-use um, containers and yeah. things like that. And it's just like in general, yeah. you know, people are wearing more gloves, disposable masks, things of that nature, like sanitary wipes. So I feel like just like as a result of the pandemic, there is just going to be an increase in these single-use disposable things for sanitary purposes. Now I'm just thinking about all the like the train the chain of reactions that are happening. That means like more waste, more hazards in the ecosystem. The you know that all that whole spiel, and then global warming. You know, I'm just I just had a thought about that. Sorry, I just I just wanted to express. No, that always, real quick. we always go back. Like, yeah, it is. But I I do want to clear like I do want to state that like you know when we do talk about climate change and like waste in our like on the planet you know most of it is like by just like 10 different corporations in this world and it's like our individual consumption only makes up a small percentage of that so like yeah. yes I do think individuals should be like more mindful and responsible about so like sustainable alternatives like you know like with shipping and like takeout you know those things are inevitably gonna contribute to more waste but again, right now we're in a pandemic. So like, I think it's necessary to take the precautions, but also like, you know, if it's possible to like look at sustainable alternatives for all of that. Yeah, I agree. Alrighty, shall we jump into the next segment? Yeah. All right, so I got another 
hot and fresh in my little Reddit post for y'all. Um, it's about uh, Kyle is in my little for shredding my fiance's prom picture, and now um, prom. I know we have some international viewers, so prom is more like a high school dance, and or commonly in the U.S. where it's like in their junior or senior year near the end of the year and they like typically get they either go with friends or like with a specific person or by themselves or whatever and it's supposed to be like a good time and what happened was um back to the stories that what happened was that the fiance um has like a box of memories and one of them was a prom pic from 2007 and the it's from the dude's perspective so the dude's like kind of miffed and he's like what the heck why are you like still holding on to that that's kind of weird i'm right here that's some weird guy. Are you still attracted to that guy and stuff like that? Um, so she always has it in this box. And then one day she's just not in the house. And then he was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through her personal box and go ahead and shred the prom picture. Cause you know, that's disrespectful to me. That's what his line of logic was. And then she comes back home, sees the shredder still plugged in and she's all like, dude, we hardly use the shredder. What the heck? And then um, she eventually finds out that, he shredded her um, item of the prom picture and it was like only one item you can't really find that again or reprint it or whatever so she basically like they both had an argument about it and ever since then their relationship was like now really really on the rocks Um, but he's confused and I want to know what y'all's take on that was if it's a big deal or not is he the asshole Oh, for sure. I I can't really, I'm, okay. You know, you know, I'm gonna like whip out my whole like toxic relationships feel. But anyway, um, yeah, he is the asshole, and I feel like that's really such like a betrayal of trust. And it's like, dude, it was like over ten years ago. Get over it. It was like a prom date picture, and it's like, oh, you know, like we said, prom is kind of like this like milestone in like American like growing up and it's just like oh she just has a fond memory of that night you know I'm pretty sure she doesn't really have any type of thoughts towards like that man obviously she wouldn't be with you right now so I think it's just a complete violation of trust and it really is like a display of like really toxic jealousy I understand why she would be upset by that and it's just like I don't want to get into it too much, but I feel like, I don't know, it's such a, like, almost, like, really aggressive and, like, not really directly violent, but it's just such a direct and, like, angry act to do to somebody, you know? Just like, oh, here's this picture of you with this other man from 10 years ago, (laughs) like, for over 10 (laughs) years ago, I'm just gonna shred it up so, like, I can't freaking see this man anymore, and I'm like, dude, chill. He's not even a man. Like he's literally yeah, he's probably really a another teen boy. Like, <laughs> don't. Got... Why is this teen boy taking up rent in your brain? Like, please. <laughs> but um, I don't. I feel like yeah. If I were the fiance in that situation, I would be fully angry, and I think you would just up with them over because, like, I don't think I could tolerate somebody that is so jealous. And would also, like, break into, like, my private things and destroy my property. 
on top of that, like, that's a lot. That's, like, a very much a violation of my personal privacy. And, you know, it's just an overstep. And it's, I don't even really know what to say. Like, I'm just, like, the audacity of it all. Yes. Like, I can't. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I don't even, I don't even know. I'm just, like, you're actually angry. I was, like, excuse me? Like, I don't know. It's, like, oh, can I not have any, like, partners or like dates before I met you like why is this such like why are you so mad I agree I don't know I I would be mad too. well I personally I don't I think I would be mad and I just like I'm a type of person that like you know like you do you well like I mind my own business and the dude just should have just minded his own business like as a person that enjoys like memorabilia and stuff like that like oh this photo brings back memories like I'm not gonna like simp over a photo and be like oh my god the one that got away oh my gosh like she's not over there simping she was just like oh I remember this night like because prom is like not even gonna lie as CC said it's a milestone like you get ready like that's your first time maybe like dolling up looking real cute for you know prom and because that photo is like a one and only type of like you know print you can't print it anywhere else like like thankfully we're in a digital digital age now where we can like you know take it on our phones and stuff like that but like I'm imagining like those little um what are those called the photo strips I don't know if your both of your proms had the photo yeah like the little photo things yeah, like the little photo booth thing where it like only prints out two. So you had to like, you know, compromise with their friends and like stay in the line for like five times because each person wanted a photo strip to remember the night. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like that, like you can't get that back because that company's probably not even going to have your data anymore. So I, I think it's just uncalled for that he thought that he had the as cc said audacity to take my things my treasures memories and stuff like that and be like you don't need this anymore boo boo and i'm like "Mm, like that's my only photo like Mm -hmm. imagine that and then also also you i guess shredding the thing the shredding the photo doesn't take away the moment you know or it doesn't like you know what i mean the moment happened you went to prom with this man and stuff like stuff like that you shredding it doesn't reverse time and like you know delete his existence you know he it's not a voodoo doll sir i don't know i just think i just think like i don't know what was going on in his in this man's head but like i feel like you know he probably treated it as a voodoo doll mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i would just be i'd be mad I don't know if I would break up with them, but I would definitely, like, I guess, be very cautious. You know, it's like it's a, for sure a red flag. Strike. Yeah, like it's it's a strike for sure. That, I think like I know. would. I mean, like, I guess it depends on like what stage in the relationship you're at. But like, it's definitely like a point of like, like it kind of like hints into like intimate partner violence and like almost like emotion like I don't want to label it but it's like almost like reaching into like emotional abuse and like um like indirect violence via like you know destroying property so for me it would be like a really big warning sign and it really is like it shows like violation of one's trust and also um this really toxic possessiveness 
So for me, like it would really be like something I would I would have to reconsider the relationship if something like that happened. I agree. Um, I'm I'm with Cece. If if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, oof. I'd be hella miffed. I'd be like, oof, dude, you're 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 in some place. But um, in this case, the update was that they're so they were fiancés. They were engaged to each other, um, and they are eventually just not getting married. It's pretty, and a lot of people are like, dude, like if I were this girl or if I were this person's friend, I would say don't marry this dude because he's mm-hmm. off his rockers. Yeah. I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this is, imagine like, I know, um, I don't know if I can say this, but all of us are, are single, you know? If your significant other goes on Reddit to basically seek out <laughs> approval, like, what would you do in this situation? Because I feel like, you know, she, he's, he, this man that posted on Reddit is clearly seeking out, I guess, people to back him up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, I don't know, There, like, the fact that you're posting this on Reddit is already, like, a red flag to me, kind of, just because it's like, oh, shouldn't you communicate this with your significant other or, like, at least, like, a close friend? Why go on the internet to publicize your whole argument as well as you know the events that occur I don't know I just feel like what would you do if you're, you found out that your significant other posted some, like your argument with your significant other on reddit I can definitely see where you're coming from with like the caution and like dude why are you putting our personal life on the internet um, I see, I've seen both since I'm scrolling in this thread or on the subreddit so much I've seen both sides of the argument where they're like, great, my significant other found this. Now they're more mad than before. Or they would be like, oh, my significant other found this. And now we are having a healthy discussion. So I think it really depends on the person. Personally, for me, if I had an argument that was going to be blown up to this extent, and I might not feel as comfortable talking to maybe friends, I think the internet um, is a great way of trying to get a clearer picture, especially since the internet is also cautious of if they're telling the full story or not mm-hmm. and it's like anonymous like personally y'all already know I don't like being perceived so <laughs> which is like already a big deal with me on the podcast but anyway um I wouldn't want my like personal like conflicts to be out in the public like that even if it is anonymous but like I see why people would do it because like I understand like maybe people might feel like uncomfortable and confiding in a friend especially guys I will say um so maybe they turn to like a place like reddit where they can kind of like put out their like situation and get a feel for how people would perceive the situation that doesn't really involve them being like emotionally vulnerable which is a whole other thing but I do see the point where it's like oh I guess like it's more anonymous and like you know people in your personal life might be biased towards you or like the other person involved so I think like it could be a good way to kind of see what the general consensus is and make you think about how to proceed with the situation yes that's true I feel like for me if I found out that my significant other posted on reddit I'd I'd be turned off by it not like like I'd definitely be very cautious because I feel like you know I don't know I feel that as Cece says why do you need to put your information out there or like what's happening with your life out there I don't know I'm not a very like social media type of person or like a very like um 
I like I don't like putting things online basically so this whole like he's seeking out an answer through reddit is kind of like ooh, like I don't know I just feel like he was seeking validation because he knew that he was right or like he thought he was right in the the whole situation oh yeah so I feel I got you I think that is like a lot of the time on that subreddit people just want to find out that they're right or whatever but like Mm -hmm. I do think like depending on the person they can use it as a way to like look at the situation from another perspective and kind of Mm -hmm. know how to maybe deal with the situation in ways they maybe previously didn't think about so I really do think it depends on the person and their ego and clearly this person has a very like weak sensitive ego to the point where they're gonna tear up a prom picture so yeah that kind of shows who they are as a person and how receptive they are to kind of you know differing opinions and differing situations that aren't centered around them yeah cc is coming for them i am coming for this person's neck they are (laughs) a big asshole um another thing that's i like about this subreddit is that sometimes the person who posted it maybe yeah uh, i think cc mentioned it with like um coming at the problem with different solutions so especially if your post blows up with like so many comments on it or like if it hits like the front page of reddit you know you're gonna get like it's gonna be on different media outlets to um, showcase what's going on with this person like I don't know if you've seen that but like I've seen it on like even YouTube videos have like they'll just narrate reddit posts which I find very peculiar but I'm like okay whatever whatever gets those views um but I think it's just uh yeah the commentary really comes with it that's half of the the story um yeah I don't know I feel like I personally like if I so I like long story short I didn't go to prom with any guy whatever but you know you still have those memories I don't know like photos are definitely something that you kind of like treasure you look back on especially like before iPhones or digital technology photos are actually a thing that a lot of people keep and you know I am one of them it might I guess as I read the post the guy said it was it was hoarding but like I feel like you as your significant other should respect their things you know what I mean like you shouldn't be like that's trash because I think it is Mm -hmm. also like it was a prom date like those usually aren't that serious like I personally didn't go on a date I was very like I don't need a date to go to prom you know I'm an independent woman but um a lot of my friends did go with dates and it's like it really wasn't that serious like they probably just asked their guy friend to go with them and it wasn't really anything romantic it was just like they're asking a close friend of theirs to be their date and it's really not that serious and even if it was that's like a high school relationship it's not like she's like like you know thinking about like her most recent ex and like bringing him up you know it was just like an old memory from like you know a good time in one kind of life and like growing up period I agree yeah exactly I mean, like you think back, sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, what happened to them? Where are they at now? Yes, but not in a like fond, I, I still love you kind of way, but more like that was that was a that was a moment yeah. in, in your time. Yeah. And I, I do pers- want to say, like, if your partner does kind of obsess over these things of having other people in your life, I do think it's a red flag and you got to pay attention to that. Yeah. I wonder if he's very 
cautious about her relationships with other people then yeah that's why i was like oh like you know it might not be representative of like every situation but i do think like if he displays that behavior once it is something you got to be careful of mm-hmm. yep that's the tea we are we we don't settle for toxic masculinity here i guess in this podcast no, as well no as- i guess on that we do not <laughs> Yes. Alrighty, shall we jump into your segment now? Um, so my topic in pop culture news, um, if a lot of people haven't been online recently, there's been a huge controversy scandal, however you put it, in the beauty community, I guess. Um, I wouldn't categorize it as the beauty community, but I'll tell the whole story, the timeline, the gossip, everything. Um, So basically, there's been a lot of drama in regards to Shane Dawson, as well as Jeffree Star. Um, So it all started off with um, one of Jeffree Star's old ex-friends. His name was Cameron Lester. He basically called out Jeffree and Shane, saying how they were um, basically planning to ruin James Charles' career. If you aren't familiar with the whole Tati Westbrook, James Charles drama back in, I think, 2019? Yeah, one year ago. I am dating myself really bad. I don't even know what year it is. Um, In 2019, there was a huge controversy in regards to James Charles, and, you know, people were saying how he was, um, like, I guess, very controversial because he would only go after straight guys um and he would catfish as well as you know um claim that he is inclusive but you know he's actually not um with the whole tati thing so tati called him out about it i guess to like clarify i think the main accusations was that james charles was some type of like sexual predator yeah which is a big accusation yes that is the word that i was trying to say but i didn't know how to put it into words thank you cc um so basically tati was saying how he was a sexual predator um and there was a huge fiasco but the drama died down as after like a couple months and stuff like that so a lot of people were like "Ooh, the beauty community ain't as you know sugar-coated as a lot of people think and so um with 2020 um, Cameron Lester pointed out that Jeffrey and Shane actually was scheming something um, to basically ruin James Charles' career. And um, there has been a lot of, I guess, skepticism as well as rumors saying how Shane helped Tati call out James Charles, um, at, like basically help him help Tati write this narrative about James and so Jeffrey's been called out by not only one but a lot of different YouTubers saying how he's been racist as well as very I guess controversial with everything and he uses people um for content as well as you know um for his fame and stuff like that if people aren't aware Jeffree Star has a lot of bad I guess press in the past um he's been called out for a lot of racist things that he said as well as things that he's done in the past um but a lot of people are saying he grew from it so you know there's a whole controversy whether or not james charles jeffrey star is canceled or not but with the current drama 
Um, a lot of people have been calling out Shane Dawson because he wrote an apology, quote unquote, apology on Twitter, um, a four page notes, um, screenshots saying how he was basically, oh, um, he, he, his actions towards James Charles, as well as everything that he's done, um, he knows he's accountable for. And he said that what he's done basically um, was necessary for the whole instances to humble James Charles, basically. Um, and so a lot of people are kind of bringing out past things from Shane Dawson, because if you're not aware, Shane Dawson has been in YouTube for a long time. I think he's one of the um, OG I- ones, right? Is he? He's one of the OGs, I guess. I wasn't really a Shane Dawson watcher when I started YouTube. I was more of the Asian YouTube community. I don't know, like Michelle Fawn, Ryan Higa. Did you just say Kevin? Excuse you. Higa, Higa. Is it not Higa? Higa. Oh, sorry. You cannot oh, call sorry. yourself I... an Asian YouTube watcher. Sorry, Out I here. have, I have my the disrespect. On. I <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh, basically, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) well, basically, you know, I was part of that realm of YouTube. And so I never was really familiar with Jenna Marbles as well as, you know, Shane Dawson. So a lot of people have been calling out Shane for a lot of his content in the past that, you know, used blackface as well as pedo pedophilia content and racism um there's been a video circulating where he was i guess um making sexual um actions towards willow smith i'll I'll just say he was kind of like mimicking masturbation in front of a poster of willow smith who was then 11 at the time yes and yeah it's, it's very very disturbing i will say but um Basically, that post has been circulating, and a lot of people have been saying, you know, cancel Shane Dawson. Everyone's been kind of silent about Jeffree Star because he hasn't said anything, but Shane has been, like, trying to cover up his his um, past and, you know, made an apology letter and stuff like that. And um, people are not having it because, you know, he's not cutting out these toxic people in his life. So um, with Shane... A lot of people have been, like, you know, canceling him. But there are people that have been saying, like, oh, the actions that he's done, like, blackface as well as, you know, pedophilia and racism. Okay, just to clarify, Um, he hasn't committed a crime of pedophilia. He's just made some inappropriate jokes about children and sexualizing children. Just to clarify. Yes, yes, yes. So on a podcast, um, he said said that baby... Like he was, he went through, uh, like he has these moments where he goes online to look at baby pictures and he says that they're sexy, which is very, very uncomfortable, you know. And, you know, he's sexualizing these children. Um, and, and also, like, he kind of compared, like, sorry to interrupt, but like he kind of justified pedophilia almost, like, jokingly or not, um, by comparing it to, like, how is it different from, like, a foot fetish? So I think it, like, kind of, like, trivializes, like, the weight and the consequences that pedophilia has on its victims. But, yeah, yeah, just wanted to emphasize that. Exactly. And so, like, that was an instance where, you know, he has sexualized, you know, minors as well as the whole Willow Smith 
instance um, that has resurfaced. And a lot of controversy has been going on with that as well. Um, with the Smith family because they called him out, called out Shane Dawson about it. Um, and, you know, with everything that he's done, um, making racist jokes um, about all different types of ethnicity groups as well as doing blackface, um, one of the instances would be like his characters or comedy bits that he did past um, that you can find on YouTube. Actually, um, he's deleted as- a lot of them. I think he privated yeah. a lot of them. I like. I know you can still like if you have the link, you could potentially still access it. Um, but basically, you can try to find it. But you know, he archived or privated a lot of them, um, and you know that was a lot of controversy in regards to that. But there's been a lot of debate with his. I guess fans because a lot of them are saying like you know he should be canceled like for me I think he should be canceled he's all the things that he's done are not acceptable in any type of way but a lot of like there are some people that are saying how you know the jokes that he's done the comedy bits that he's done the actions that he's done um were in the past and he's grown from it using that type of excuse and they're pulling out you know all different types of youtubers like Miranda Sings, Jenna Marbles, um, as well as, you know, other notable YouTubers that have, you know, done similar, uh, like, allegations, if you will, like, um, Jenna Marbles making a rap video um, and using racial, I guess, jokes, slurs, and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I personally want to know what your opinions are about the matter. Do you think he should get a pass for this I don't know like I think that he should get cancelled but I guess people are saying that was a past actions that he's done mm-hmm. okay here's the thing because I feel like a lot of people are discussing this idea of cancel culture so when you say cancel what do you mean by that basically it's like oh what like for me cancel culture is I, for me, I've never supported Shane in the first place, I guess. I was never part of that following, as we've said before, or I've said before, where I wasn't really on that type of YouTube. Like, the whole PewDiePie, Jenna Marble, Shane Dawson, that wasn't my forte. Um, But, you know, for me, cancel culture is kind of like, this type of, like, person should not be supported in any sense. Like, like... I think I think he, he should just not be on YouTube, in my personal opinion. And that's my definition of cancel. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Because, like, I feel like people have different interpretations of what cancel culture is. People kind of, like, shape it out to be this witch hunt where people are, like, digging up, like, old receipts or whatever to, like, try to attack somebody in their career. And, like, for me, I think it's really about, like, I don't really like the idea of cancel culture in a sense like I don't like that it's like people are shaping this out to be like a witch hunt where we're just canceling and trying to ruin people's careers out of malice because for me Mm -hmm. it's about like oh yeah we need to be intentional about who we decide to give a platform to and if we find somebody that doesn't represent our values we should withdraw our support and like I don't think that like you know we should you know 
cancel people for supporting certain individuals i feel like it's very much like an individual decision like who do you choose to support and i think that it's mm-hmm. important like i don't really want to cast it off as like oh yeah people are just complaining about bad jokes and like people want to ruin people's careers but it's just like we need to be mindful of who we provide with such a large platform to speak on so for me that's what i think it is about more seeking mm-hmm. accountability rather than like oh this idea of canceling I just really don't like the word cancel it's like you know you've done some things that you might want to rectify and it's like you're being called out and you need to recognize the actions that you've done and the harm they've caused yeah I definitely think like he needs to I guess explain himself in the sense like like the things that- Like, I think that it's more of a learning moment. Like, if he doesn't learn from all of this, then, you know, it's just going to keep happening. And as a grown man, adult, adult man, actually, I guess, if you want to get technical, um, like, his behavior is just not acceptable in any type of way. Like, he can't even pull it off as, oh, I was young back then, and, you know, as you when you're younger I guess you can pull the I'm I was impressionable um a lot of you know old celebrities have you know made mistakes and they grew from it like Um, issue a video apology right yes he did and a lot of people are saying you know he basically copied how Jenna Marbles did her apology video um she took um I don't I lost my train I lost my word but the word that I was gonna say she took accountability for the things that she's done and she explained that she never intended anything to come off as a malicious way basically um and her video was very um self-explanatory about you know her, her videos in the past she's grown from it and she's learned and she never intended to hurt anyone um, in any type of way and weren't to be taken maliciously as you know um, she states in her apology video and a lot of people were kind of like yeah like she um, was responsible for it she took a good approach on apologizing as well as you know she explained herself and a lot of people were saying Shane's apology video was just mimicking off of it and just kind of like pigging back um, off of like oh if Jenna did this then I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to get the same feedback. But his video was very unsincere, I guess, insincere compared to like a lot of people, like the things that he's done because his, the things that he's done are 10 times as worse as maybe even a hundred times more worse than what has Jenna done. You know what I mean? Um, Because he's done it so many times and, you know, during that time he's never really learned especially so, if it's repetitive i'm oh, sorry yeah um, definitely yeah. like repeated behavior like he hasn't done it in recent years but like for me i don't think the content that he's posted since have really shown like a changed person it's more like oh it's a different climate where we can't make these jokes anymore so i'm not gonna do it on my public platform because like i feel like people don't really recognize like i don't know if you guys have watched like Shane Dawson's recent content and I will say that I did watch a few of his videos like very early on YouTube because you know I was a child of the internet so I kind of watched like any and all YouTubers like including you know like Asian YouTubers like Michelle Fawn and like Ryan Higa so um on top of that I would watch like Smosh and like Jenna Marbles Shane Dawson so 
if you see his content evolve, I feel like he's always kind of made controversial jokes, but like recently it's been a little bit more subtle. Like he kind of does these long quote like documentaries. I don't even really want to call them that because I feel like they're not really well researched and they're very biased. And I feel like they're essentially just long series of vlogs. But like essentially what he does is kind of bring mostly problematic, mostly white YouTubers and kind of give them a platform to kind of explain themselves and to make them out to be more sympathetic characters. Like, he made one about Jeffree Star. He made one about Tana Mojo after the whole disaster that was, like, TanaCon. And he made one defending Jake Paul. So it's like he's giving platform to really problematic people. So, like, does that really show you've improved from your past, like, racist tendencies if you don't really give a platform to people of color you don't really show that you've learned and you're more aware of these ideas and these concepts if you're still really giving platform to other like big white youtubers that are also like have a passive racism you know that doesn't really show change behavior to me and like since we you brought up like jenna marbles I really don't like how people are kind of painting it as, like, the same thing. Like, a lot of people are complaining, like, oh, like, cancel culture is so bad. Like, we got, you, you guys got Jenna Marbles. But, like, that wasn't really the case. I don't really think a lot of people were really coming at Jenna Marbles. Like, not in the way that people were coming for Shane Dawson. I really do think, like, she saw the feedback and she decided to bring it on her own accord to address it and deplatform herself and take a break or end her YouTube career because of it because I think she was kind of like already on her way out of YouTube and this was just kind of another thing to consider so I really do think it's really not the same situation like what she's been accused of and uh the things that she's done is you know way less severe than like the long-term actions of Shane Dawson throughout his entire YouTube career and on top of that it's like she chose to address these on her own I don't really think there was like a majority of people that were coming at her to address it and were trying to cancel her. And like this whole idea of canceling, I think is so bizarre to me because like, yeah, people get canceled in the moment, but like, okay, say if Jenna Marbles did issue an apology and didn't deplatform herself, I'm certain she would have still had a channel and people would have still supported her. And it's like, you know, there's various like celebrities, directors in Hollywood that are straight up like sexual predators and rapists that still manage to have a career. So it's like, you know, past the like initial outrage, these people's careers usually aren't ruined for good. So I really hate painting this thing about cancel culture as ruining careers because like usually these very wealthy people in power can move past it. Mm-hmm true um what do you think kilo i was not really well versed into this uh internet drama so i'm a little the only thing i really know about shane dawson is that like yeah he's one of the og youtubers and um yeah i I didn't really watch shane's videos because it wasn't really my cup of tea i think the only thing i watched was his chuck e cheese video and i was like i was really perplexed about the pizza thing but I didn't hear, or maybe I just wasn't like, uh, like putting out my like radar on it. Like, um, I just thought he was always a very peculiar person, but I, I didn't really see that he did blackface or pedo- like mentions of pedophilia or like had racist tendencies. I just never, I didn't give Shane attention to really recognize that's what Shane was doing. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, is Shane also deplatforming himself? Or like following Jenna's suits, or in that behavior, what or we know. he's keeping. 
he is not he is not deplatforming himself just because he says that he's grown from it um and that you know he's putting blame on the beauty community um and you know a lot of people have been calling everyone out that saying like because he's making such a strong statement saying that the beauty community is toxic um a lot of you know youtubers have been um i guess stepping forward and saying that the community isn't toxic it's only these couple people that have you know consistently been a toxic personality yeah. and in the people community. he chooses to be friends with Yes, and so he he's painting this narrative saying how a whole community is toxic, and you know it's mainly pe- like a lot of other YouTubers that are um, smaller and less well known are mainly just calling out you know toxic YouTubers that are painting this image that you know the beauty community is toxic. Like Jeffrey Star has is one example of a lot of YouTubers saying how he's one of the most toxic beauty. Uh, gurus youtubers influencers um on youtube and you know there's been a lot of allegations saying that you know he is i guess fake and stuff like that so um a lot of beauty gurus are stepping up and i feel like with shane um he hasn't i guess cut off ties with jeffree star because you know they're kind of like a duo recently because after the documentary with Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson and the whole uh, conspiracy palette situation, um, then he's he's still going to continue being friends with Jeffree Star, it looks like. But to my knowledge, I don't think he's learned from all of this and he's still going to do the things that he's doing. I don't know what's going to happen with the whole like Smith family calling him out. Are they going to like sue him? Or are they going to try to, I guess, ruin his career? I don't know about that. But they did call him out on Twitter about it. So that's that's drama to unfold. I wonder why the Smith... Wait, when did he make the the video with Willow Smith? Or, like, about Willow Smith? It was back when was um, 11. So, like, it was a while ago. But it resurfaced. I'm wondering why... Wait, oh, it resurfaced? Like, the Smith... It wasn't on Smith's family, like, radar? Yeah, they didn't I think even it know about because it? because people were digging up stuff about Shane. And, like, I think it was probably in an old vlog or something. And then I'm sure, like, a lot of people sent it to them and be like, hey, this is what happened. So then, like, the Smith family found out about it and issued a statement. Dude, yes. that's that's whacked up. Like, or, I mean, like, not the issuing statement about it, but, like, I'm, like... Shane, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. This is not right. I'm a little like that made me uncomfortable because that was the first you know, on air. That was the first time I heard about it, and that was like, ugh. I'll send you the video. It's very disturbing. I, I, I'm okay. So. I'm okay. Honestly, okay. the things the things that Shane is uh, among like also like I know some YouTubers done blackface and also just make racist bigotry comments in general. Um, that's also very I don't like that behavior at all either mm-hmm. but for some reason like I feel like I don't know why the pedophilia bit is just like creeping me out like hella like yeah that's way- really disturbing I would say because like I don't want to like I don't want this to come out wrong but I do think you know back then like early YouTube a lot of like edgy humor was the norm so people kind of did like it was kind of a common thing to make like kind of 
insensitive, stereotypical jokes that were a little bit racially charged. So, like, I would say Shane took it to another extreme compared to Jenna Marbles. But, like, I feel like, you know, sexualization of children is such a, like, I don't know. It's just such a deeply, like, corrupt thing to, like, say and, like, um, express and present on your platform. I don't know. I feel like that is just, like, another added layer that makes this situation so... Yes. That's what... Yes. Thank you, Cece. It's just another thing that's... You took it up to another level that no one's comfortable with, like very uncomfortable like it was already uncomfortable and now you just like very uncomfortable yeah i don't know if you saw but there was like another clip because like he used his 12 year old cousin in a lot of his skits so like there was this one thing where he has like a vlog and he was with his 12 year old cousin and him and his ex-girlfriend at the time were having like the sex talk with her and they were kind of like mimicking what sex was like and they were like oh yeah like i don't know they're just asking her really weird questions like oh are you on your period like all this stuff like that and then there was another clip of him on Omegle with his mom. And then there was, like, a, a, a young girl that looked probably, like, no older than, like, 12 or 13 that was, like, a fan of him that came across him on Omegle. And she was, like, freaking out. And he said, like, can you twerk on the camera? And I was, like, it's just in- insane. So mm-hmm. he, he also made a lot of jokes. Um, I guess I'm Googling a lot where he makes, I guess, rape jokes. Um about kids and though like it's a whole thing like it's not even like one instance where it's like oh like it's repetitive it really is um and so i don't know i just feel like oh like you know logically a lot of people would want to cancel him and you know not give him a platform because this is not someone that you know people should be I guess idolizing because a lot of people like his audience is geared towards children in the past and that's just very very I guess bad mm-hmm. for like you know it's just bad to have this type of influencer on yeah exactly. like it's very which is why I don't think cancel culture I don't know people are like oh t- cancel culture is so toxic this and that but it's just like it's really about like taking our attention away from people that don't represent our values and, you know, supporting people with platforms that we do support, I think. And it's, like, interesting because, like, I've seen a lot of people saying, like, we forgive you, Shane, but it's, like, like, this is the problem with his apology because I feel like it was such a general one. Like, you need to direct your apology towards the people you harm. So if you made a racist (laughs) Mm -hmm. joke about Black people, you need to apologize directly to the, like, Black community and whoever else you offended. So it's, like, a lot of people are saying, like, we forgive you, but it's like, you're not the audience that needs to be forgiven. And for example, with what happened with, like, the Willow Smith situation, her family didn't forgive him. They're upset with him. So it's like, it's not your apology to accept. So I think that's, like, another common thing with, like, quote, canceling people is a lot of people will forgive them when the apology isn't even really directed towards you because you weren't the one that was harmed by that action. Yeah. I just think it's a lot and everything like every single day there's something new to resurface and I feel like the internet's just been very I guess a lot of people are bored and I feel like there's better things to worry about than like Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star but that's just my personal opinion um I Jeffree Star has yet to address anything besides on his Twitter where he seems to you know be um you he takes 
accountability towards like the things that he's done in the past but like the recent things he hasn't made a post about so we'll see how that goes but yeah yeah, and that's like i don't know personally i don't want to call it accountability because i feel like a lot of times these apologies kind of are deflecting you know they like to put a lot of like oh like this was taken out of context and like you know add a bunch of excuses on top of it because i feel like true accountability i feel like it's like what jenna did where she like showed the clips that were offensive to people and address them and explain why it was wrong and why it was hurtful so I don't really want to call what Shane or Jeffrey are doing as accountability you know yeah kind of making excuses and explaining the circumstances around whatever happened which doesn't matter because I feel like I've said this before it's not really about your intent it's about the impact so you need to apologize for that like you know you can't just say oh I was in a bad place at the time you know it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a bad place at the time, you still did harm. So I don't think you can really excuse it away by trying to add context or whatever. So I don't really want to call it accountability because I don't think they're really taking accountability for it. Like, yeah, you. I don't like there's a whole spiel. I personally, I feel like quarantine has, you know, really given people a lot of time to, you know, do think about this. And I feel like they're, they shouldn't get the spotlight that's they're, I guess, getting now. Like, I know, like, you know, the spotlight isn't technically good, but, you know, I feel like media should, I guess, not focus on these, like, controversial people and, you know, not, um, I guess, get their name more out there because, you know, controversy and, you know, drama bring out more subscribers, more video views or whatever, and, you know, that could be used for other people or, you know, other things. So as when well. you like present the story, do you think that like when you say canceled, do you think people should be like canceled for good? Like what's your take on that? Um, I definitely think like for can when I mean like canceled, it's like I don't I think for good. I don't mean like, you know, like the whole one instance is um I guess I'm trying to think of an example of who got canceled. I know there was a whole, like, canceled Doja Cat or whatever, but, like, she came out with a new song and everyone's like, oh, yeah, remember when we tried canceling Doja? And then now they're like, yeah, Doja came out with a new song. But I feel like for Shane, I feel like, you know, he should be canceled altogether. Um, but he has a lot of money, so I don't think he's going to get canceled altogether. Same with Jeffrey, because he has so many different businesses as well as, like, you know, different platforms. Yeah. Um, that he could just, I guess, buy his way out of this if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, personally for me, I think cancel, when I cancel someone, I mean like cancel, cancel. Because I want to pick your guys' brain on this because I've been kind of like, you know, as you guys know, I've been trying to like read into like this idea of like prison abolition and what this abolitionist thought looks like due to like everything that's happening and trying to like educate myself more on different topics. So This kind Mm -hmm. of relates because, like, you know, abolition doesn't just apply directly to, like, police and prisons. It also applies to, like, how we as individuals, um, like, interact interpersonally and how our interactions might relate to, like, justice. And I feel like this applies to cancel culture. So, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of things in terms of, like, abolitionist thought from what I read is really taking away from this current idea of, like, punitive justice, where we see that 
you know, if somebody commits a certain act, there has to be a, a certain type of punishment. Whereas the mm-hmm. abolitionist thought kind of is, um, you know, moving away from that and um, leaning towards this idea of transformative justice and rehabilitation. So I feel like cancel mm-hmm. culture is almost like with the like court of public opinion or whatever, it's like a form of punishment. So it's like, do you believe that like this very like punitive uh, punishment oriented type of cancel culture is beneficial or should we kind of rethink our like our formats for like how do we deal with like when people commit actions that are hurtful and harmful to people like should we maybe think about it in a more transformative uh rehabilitative way Hmm. I definitely think like you know he should seek out help um I know he makes a lot of I guess jokes that he says he goes to therapy um I would I guess if that is the case he should go to a different therapist to talk about you know his um pressing mm-hmm. matters as well but I feel like you know I definitely think like what's the what you just described um he definitely needs to have that um transition to rehabilitation um because you know he still is a person and I feel like you know he can learn he needs to learn from this experience Mm -hmm. in order to grow further because if you were just to like you know cancel him on this platform and he basically like doesn't have YouTube anymore he still won't learn from it if he doesn't seek out help about why he got canceled to understand the things that he's done are wrong as well as what he can do better Mm -hmm. in the future yeah because I feel like when you because you said you like you know canceling is a thing so it's like I feel like the whole idea of canceling is very much in that punishment oriented form of justice rather than transformative so like I feel like I don't know like like whatever y'all's thoughts are on like what are our models of like how do we deal with when people harm others and like what models do we need to maybe rethink yeah i don't know kilo kilo do you want to chime in i yeah that's actually that's a very peculiar question because like when you when you talk about in the criminal system you always want to rehabilitate them and get them back into society but if these are like relatively functioning i mean like they're making hella bank right so they have to be doing something Mm -hmm. like correctly so it's like how much could you transform them and how much is already part of them or how much is like part of their personality, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can't really describe what that quite is for Shane, especially if you're, if you stated or if you state that he's already going to therapy to like resolve these issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think that cancel culture in a part has to kind of exist because like it shows like, um, I'm not too familiar with it, but my understanding is that, like, it brings out, like, some people's pasts and shows, like, maybe if there is repetitive behavior, we can see that all together, like, all into, like, the same picture, Mm -hmm. and then we could try thinking of transformative ways, but, or to, like, um, get them to, like, think in a better way instead of in this negative negative mentality, but I really can't think of, like, um, I don't know, options or ways to actually go about it, like, concrete ways yeah it's a, that's a very that's a big like, question yeah something that is on my mind because I feel like um 
I do want to say, like, I do believe Shane Dawson should be deplatformed, but I do think, like, the language that we use in terms of, like, oh, cancellation, like, you know, all of that, it's very, mm-hmm. like, it sounds like a very cut and dry way of approaching it. And again, I'm not sympathizing with Shane Dawson in any type of way. I really do think a lot of what he said is, like, hurtful towards people. And, like, you know, even things in his recent career have been kind of problematic, especially, like, just as an example, like, in his, like, um, Jake Paul series, like, um, Jake Paul's, like, ex, um, Alyssa Violet, I think is her name, um, explained that, like, she was, like, sexually assaulted by him in some type of way, and he would kind of use um, sex as a promise to, like, um, promote girls' careers, and that's, like, a very toxic thing, and he kind of, Shane kind of brushed over it, so I feel like, um, even with Shane's, like, recent stuff, it's kind of giving platform to really toxic people, so I do think, like, he needs to get called out for his actions, but, like, I don't know if, like, how we approach it with, like, cancellation is the most effective way. I do think we need to de-platform and take attention away from people that don't represent our values, but, like, it's just, I, I wanted a little food for thought because, like, I think maybe recently, I personally, I have been maybe trying to think over, like, how do we think of punishment and how do we, um, how does, like, this idea of justice apply to our personal lives as well and how we interact with others? So that was just kind of a food for thought from me. It's a very big brain thought. I'm, I'm a, Yeah, it's a really good question. I didn't really think about it myself. Same. I was like, dang, like, that is true because I feel like with the current um i guess culture around society yeah because i want to say like i feel like a lot of us we can't really think outside of the like committed a crime or committed an act of harm and then the result is punishment and i think a lot of us are having trouble imagining a different idea from that and i'm i'm putting forth the idea that maybe there are different approaches to punishment or like when people do harm maybe we need to reimagine different models for that. I definitely think because Shane has such a large platform, I feel like maybe this whole, like, I guess, cancel culture situation where they're bringing up, like, past things to, like, I guess, awareness is kind of good for him. I don't know. I don't want to say, like, that's my definite answer. Um, But, like, I feel like people bringing all these situations up kind of make him more self-aware and you know not be ignorant about what he's done in the past because he's made apology videos in the past I feel like I remember he trends he's always on the Twitter trending page often um uh, about like apologizing for like the things that he's done but I feel like maybe it wasn't as insincere as you know it needs to be I think what I'm asking is not really so much like how does it benefit him is mm-hmm. more so like um like we obviously know his actions are wrong and harmful and there needs to be some type of action done about it but I think my question is more like do we maybe need to rethink our current models and think outside our current thought of that like when somebody does something that causes harm the immediate response is to cast them away or punish them I guess yeah makes sense so like that's my question more so like what does this have to do with like him on the trending page? I think my question is more related towards our different thought models when it comes to how we deal with people that cause harm. Yeah. So that's my question for y'all. 
It gives me mad, like, Lord of the Flies vibes. Like, you know how they just, like, yeah, you kind of messed up. We'll just kind of, like, kill you. Kind of, like, not actually kill you, but, like, you know, the same mentality of, like, yeah, no, we're done with you, basically. You did a a big poop, and here's, um, you're gone. You're out of here. Yeah, I was, like, you know? So it's like yes. that's what I think. Do we need to re? Do we need to rethink that? Or like I don't know. I think it's just like we have trouble seeing outside of the someone causes harm and we just do some type of punishment that casts them away. So that's what I was kind of getting at and trying to get y'all to maybe I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? And I definitely think like it is, um, I guess something that I like. Uh, that is a good like you bringing it up is um really good just because it makes me more aware of it because I never really thought about it like that and I feel like you know we're constantly like taught in school the traditional like you do something wrong you're you're you know you get a punishment and stuff like that um and I feel like it's a different way of thinking I don't really I guess I believe that in a like it is possible um and it can be it can be implemented and everything um but I don't know if the world is ready for it yet yeah yeah something I'm working through myself because I think it's like you know you hear people that commit like that do things that harm people and like your immediate reaction is like anger and it's just like they should go away forever that's horrible and it's like, that is my immediate reaction, you know, when I hear th- people that do things that are really, like, terrible. But, like, I think recently I've been, like, trying to maybe rethink that because I feel like, yeah, no, even in school, it's just kind of, like, it's kind of pervasive in all aspects of society, this idea of, like, punishment and, like, justice is brought about via punishment. So I think it's, like, interesting that that's, like, the only way that we've been taught and I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, you know, maybe there's more ways we need to think about these things. And what does justice look like? Yeah, I agree. What, yeah, what does justice look like? And like, but it kind I... of applies to cancel culture, because I feel like, um, you know, we see somebody do something like, oof, that's ugly, we gotta cast them away. And I'm not saying <laughs> we need, I'm justifying anybody's actions, but I'm just thinking, like, this is just more abstract in relation to it that it's like is that the most effective solution i agree i just i don't think the world is ready for it that kind of big brain thinking though like mom mentality and cancel culture way too strong yeah right now at least so i think given time maybe but even me i need to i need to think this over cc like this ain't this is like a thought that's gonna be in my head for a good moment because yeah, i don't know if like we as a society like a society right now have the tools to really think about that and how to implement that right now. Mm-hmm. It's really something to think about, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So I was just thinking, because I was like, oh, that kind of applies to cancel culture, because there's this idea of, like, punishment and, like, casting away people once they've done something bad. Yeah. That was just my little picking up the brain thought in relation to this whole pop culture fiasco. Well, um, speaking of some pop culture and perhaps cancel culture, at least I would like to cancel this person. Um, shall we jump into hot takes? Yeah. I hope yes. Right. All righty. So my hot take, I recently saw this on a Snapchat article, so I had to go see for myself if this was actually true. 
But the gist of it is, is that there's this one dude who, due to quarantine, is always on Twitch, always streaming different um, Twitch, Twitch streamers, I guess. Yeah. And he is, has developed this problem where he has became or has become a sex addict. And so he's suing Twitch for $25 million for showing so many, uh, quote unquote, scantily clad, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, female gamers, uh, he has injured his penis. So with that, he is, he's, he describes further about what exactly is injured, how like his eyes are also injured because he always stares at the screen. He doesn't like think about anything else besides this. Um, like there's no way for him to choose which streamers he would like to watch besides like women and men. That's why he's always subjected to these like beautiful women that are always showing off their body and stuff like that. And he has even a list of which Twitch streamers he would like to ban. Um, and I don't know if Twitch has like responded back. I think people are just like, dude, this is weird. This is like such a frivolous like lawsuit to throw out there. Um, and I don't know. There's this whole, if you really wanted to, to our viewers, there's, there's, um, what do you call it? The whole lawsuit, like legal documentation and everything online. So if you want to read up on it more, you're more than welcome to, but um, that's the gist of it really. Just this dude is having a hard time getting it off now because he always sees these uh, Twitch streamers and now he has a apparent physical and mental problem due to this. What are That's your thoughts? Problem, bro. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I personally don't think he's gonna win this lawsuit because one, like, I feel like no other person has been, I guess, affected by the similar situation. And I feel like you know maybe he should have just stopped going on Twitch. Yes, the <laughs> case. Um, I that I can't believe this is actually a thing and it's an actual lawsuit. I feel like the judge is probably gonna be like, "What the heck?" You'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> that's <laughs> what that's where. Because okay, call me unsympathetic, but like Hong Kong, the circus is in town. Like, what a clown! <laughs> um, just to like preface, like I find it really interesting. This is like kind of like a side note. But um, we kind of talked about OnlyFans previously, but I feel like a lot of men are really mad at, like, women profiting over their, like, sexual attraction to them, and they're really pissed off about it, and I think it's, like, so funny to me, because it's, like, basic supply and demand. Y'all are, uh, like, you know, providing the demand, and the women that are, like, showing their bodies are providing the supply. So you really can't be mad at women making money or profiting off of you know, their bodies when you are the one that is creating that demand. Like, it's just idiotic to me. Y'all are just mad because women can make money off of your, like, weakness uh, for, for being, like, thirsty. Like, that's really what I have to say about it. And it's just, like, sex addiction is a real thing, and I really do, like, feel for people that go through it. But, like, you can't really blame outside media for feeding into that. You know, obviously, you as an individual need to get help for your addiction because like also it's not just like twitch streamers you know there's like pornography everywhere over the internet you know there's all types of sexually explicit content 
all over the place. You know, there's people that have individual OnlyFans accounts. There's like free sites where you can see all types of stuff. So it's just like you're gonna blame the individual Twitch streamers because that's just your content of choice. It's just <laughs> bizarre to me. So it's just like, please, sir, just get some help. I agree. This dude just needs help. If you know, I, I mean, he has thrown like lawsuits to like bigger other corporations like Nintendo and stuff. So I don't know if this is just Why like Nintendo. What did Nintendo do? I'm it's not sure. Crossing <laughs> is, the, is, is Princess Peach's ankle a little too spicy? <laughs> uh, Princess Peach has definitely got the peaches. But at any rate, um, yeah, dude, yeah, I agree with you. Sex addiction definitely a problem. If you like have it, definitely get help. I don't know how twenty five million dollars is going to solve that though. Like. You are, like, cash-grabbing at that point. Like, just because they're making money off of it, I think you really are concerned about your computer fizzing out or your retinas being kind of shot and your, you know, penis is, I don't know, just hurting. Like, $25 million is a little bit much yeah. to just bring and, like, making yourself back to normal again. Yeah, but just I feel go like- to therapy. I feel like not trying to defend him or anything. Twitch is a huge company, though. You know what I mean? So he's taking as much as he can at this rate. Like, I think $25 million is probably, like, chump change to Twitch just because, you know, with quarantine, I bet you, like, a lot of people are on Twitch. Wait, constantly. is he suing Twitch as a company or, like, the individual creators? He's suing the company. And then he's also, tar- like, he's basically, like, I guess targeting the people that because when you're a twitch streamer like these big twitch streamers um they're kind of like you know part of the company basically you know what i mean yeah they get sponsored by the company yeah they get Um, sponsored and so you know technically they're affiliated with the company so that's i just find it interesting he wants to ban these specific like twitch streamers like he he got a list of names he's like nah fam i can't do this but yeah, that's that's my my hot take. I like how Pokey Main is on there. She really cannot care less. Like, <laughs> but dang. I, I mean, I feel like that's like you get like bragging points. Like, I'm just so hot that I got sued for being so hot. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, true. I feel I, like I would go around saying that, like, you know, I got sued because I like people just couldn't handle how hot I was. <laughs> but they Lots know that a video they're game. cute though I feel like the people that go on Twitch like you know yeah they know but I feel like that's like an added like that's how hot I am I got sued for it I mean they could put it on their resume if they really want to but yeah. I think they should continue to profit off that yeah oh, wait I forget is Twitch you pay for subscribers or like people pay to watch you right I thought it was free. I'm not. I think you have to pay for certain subscriptions, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, a pay for... What are they called? It's Paper? Pay for subs. So, I know, like, you have to give people subs, right? For them to make money. Hmm. But I don't know the whole realm. I don't know the whole Twitch realm. That's a whole different... But even if it's free, I feel like you profit off, like, viewership and things like that. Mm, I I remember I looked into it, but I don't really, really remember much. But I'm 
pretty i know subs are where a lot of people make yeah. money but like i think even to indirectly it's like oh if you have a certain amount of views like certain companies might want to sponsor you you know if you have a certain amount of like audience yeah 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 audience is where you get the sponsors and yeah. then and then people can give you like i guess tips as but they either say. way ladies keep profiting off of whatever you're doing on twitch yeah <laughs> oh that's great anyway um yeah uh who else Who's up next for their hot take? I don't know if you heard, but um, my hot take is uh, if you hear some, like, I guess, fireworks in the background of this audio clip, uh, that is my hot take. Please stop, like, lighting fireworks every single time at 930 in everywhere. I don't even know. Like, I feel like this is a common occurrence for every single person that I've known. They're always that, there's always that one person that's just lighting up fireworks for no apparent reason like i get july 4th is coming soon but these occurrences of fireworks have been going on since june 1st like you really don't need a month of preparation for july 4th kid you not that's america for you like i i don't get i don't understand like i get you're patriotic and everything but i don't appreciate hearing fireworks every single day of june like, I get July or something. I don't even know. But, like, stop. I really just... I really just don't appreciate it. Because, like, also, who's doing it? It's, like, so consistent. It's, like, every night around the same time. That's what I'm saying. And, and they're expensive. Exactly. Like, I'm just over here just, like, who is I doing I have a this? lot of questions about yeah. it. Like, I'm about... Like, I told my parents, I was like, I'm about to drive up to where the source and fight these people myself because okay because there's like conspiracy i don't know if it, this is applicable to every place but there's been a conspiracy that the nypd in new york city is doing it because, okay but like we're in the Bay because area. it was like close to the nypd department okay but like is the nypd in the bay area then? <laughs> no but i'm saying like you know <laughs> there's a conspiracy theory that the police departments are doing it I'm about to square up. Because they do have the budget, I will say. Truly. I, I, honestly, like, please stop. I beg of you. Like, honestly, I don't appreciate it at all. Like, you might have the funds to light it up. But, like, my eardrums just does not have the patience for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's just a topic. conspiracy that certain individuals, perhaps the police department, are doing so in order to cause potential trauma and unrest. Ooh, that's tea. You know what else? Like, continue. What's your hot take then? Uh, Yes, speaking of my hot take, (laughs) we need to address police brutality in this country, (laughs) and that's on period. Um, To get into it, I've seen a lot of different, like, pandering and, like, meaningless gestures about racism. And, like, again, I don't want to speak for the black community in terms of like what gets done and how we should approve of it. But I have seen like other people also comment on it and I really do feel this way as well. We've been seeing like different things like um, people are getting rid of the name master bedroom because it alludes to slavery and like Hulu, they're getting rid of a Golden Girls episode because the characters had a mud mask on and that might be interpreted as blackface. And like Big Mouth is recasting their voice actors that were for black characters to cast them with black voice actors and um, just things like that. And um, nobody asked for that. 
like as far as I'm concerned, on top. Oh yeah, also they're trying to get rid of Aunt Jemima, which is like she is a problematic trope, I will say. But honestly, you know, I've been keeping up with the news. Haven't seen any protest signs that said, "Hey, we need to get rid of this one Golden Girls episode because the ladies are wearing mud masks." <laughs> no more Aunt Jemima. We're sick of Aunt Jemima. Wait, is Aunt Jemima the yeah the, the Sarah Pancake lady? She is like you know oh, um the iconic. yeah, but she is like it is problematic and like you know I do think it's like a problematic thing that kind of feeds into like the mammy trope that's associated with like black women, which is true. But the priorities, as far as I'm seeing, I haven't really <laughs> been seeing. Hey, get Golden Girls off Hulu. Hey, no more master bedrooms. I've been seeing a lot of stop killing us, defund the police. I don't know about y'all, but I think that's what the movement is asking for. I don't know, <laughs> just a thought. So, like, my hot take is, like, um, can y'all stop pandering? Because, like, I think this might be, like, me getting my little conspiracy tinfoil hat on. I think a lot of these corporations are doing these, like, things to be like, we're against racism, so we're going to make these changes. It's almost like minimizing the cause because I feel like a lot of people that are on the opposing end of the movement will be like, oh, these liberals, also like not everybody in the movement identifies as a liberal, FYI. Um, not like they'll be like, oh, these liberals, like SJW snowflakes are so sensitive. They want to get Golden Girls off Hulu. Like what the heck? Everybody's so sensitive and easily offended. And I'm like, people aren't asking for that. People are like, hey, stop police brutality and institutionalized racism nobody's talking about that golden girls episode where they had mud masks so i just really think it minimizes the demands of the movement and then people are going to be like oh look at you liberals you already got what you asked for we don't have aunt jemima anymore you know i feel like people are gonna like go there and be like you look don't be ungrateful look at all these changes that happened but like nobody really asked for them and it's just like also like why are these changes happening now like did y'all just not care about racism before like, I don't know. It seems like everybody just realized racism was a thing, like, three weeks ago. But my general hot take is, like, hey, maybe not distract from the real demands of the movement, which calls for, you know, ending police brutality, defunding the police, ending institutionalized racism in, like, all different departments. Like, that is really the root of what's happening right now. Like, really deeply ingrained injustices in our country. And I don't really think taking away a Golden Girls episode on Hulu or taking away Miss Jim, like Aunt Jemima, is really <laughs> is really the priorities right now. That's just my thoughts. I don't know about y'all. That is a good hot take. I agree. I didn't even know people were pressed about. I guess Aunt. Jemima. I really don't think that many people were. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like. I don't. I maybe I'm on different internets because apparently, you know, CC has pointed out that I've been on a separate worldwide web from the rest of the world. So, like, maybe I'm on a different internet where you know people are demanding Aunt Jemima. Yeah, I guess I'm. Trained. I'm perhaps on a different internet than those on the anti Aunt Jemima crusade. 
Um, which is like I do think like yes she's a problematic image and like maybe that is something people need a rebrand but that's not really where the priorities are at right now and it's just like why didn't you guys think about this for now because I feel like people are probably saying these things were problematic for a long time and nobody wanted to change them until it's like trendy to I guess but Mm -hmm. yeah it minimizes the movement it's really just like not effective and it really takes away the priorities at hand because you know, people that are opposing it will really discount it as like, you guys are just so sensitive and want to get rid of everything. And it's just like, uh, it's just really, I think, bad optics for the cause when they're really demanding very justifiable actions for change in our society. Mad snap. That's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. Shall we, shall we close it out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any tips for our viewers? Like a Okay. I guess I say Black Lives Still Matter. Don't really care if y'all's feeds are quieting down on that. So keep promoting the, the movement and stay aware, you know, whichever way you can. Small actions large, what actions in your daily life can help benefit the movement keep doing it i don't really care if it's the norm and things are quieting down and people are are posting their like food on their stories okay i don't really (laughs) care about that and also pandemic is still here be aware don't think because the bars are open that y'all can go out and get a mojito it's not it think about it when you go to a sit-down restaurant and the waiter has gloves they are going at every table with the same gloves and they're giving you your utensils and your cups with that same glove that went and served every other table. Hello? Are we are we on the same wavelength here, everybody? <laughs> like, what's, what's not clicking? So anyway, please still be cautious. I don't really care what the government says about loosening things up. Pay attention to what the scientists are saying. Cases are on the rise. Things aren't changing. Just because we're tired of quarantine doesn't mean it's over. So be safe out there. Also, follow our Instagram for more information. <laughs> subtle, at Subtle Asian Talks on Instagram. We have more information and updates for when our episodes are out. Love y'all. See you later. Thank you, Cece. What a great tip. Great. And yeah, oh great. All right. Well, <laughs> see you later, y'all. Bye. Bye.